welcome back to the Lucky Girl Podcast, your go-to podcast for creating your dream life. I'm your host, Lexi Prieto, and I hope you're ready to enter your luckiest era ever. Good morning, Lucky Girls. Welcome back to the Lucky Girl Podcast. If you're listening to this on the release date, happy Wellness Wednesday. I am so excited to get into this episode with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being fans of the podcast and being with me for the long haul. I am so grateful for you guys. This episode is a very deep episode. So I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning here. We are going to be talking about mental health and anxiety, um, depression. So if you don't feel like you're at the right place for that, then this episode is not for you. But thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Lucky Girl fam. I am so grateful for you. But this episode is going to be all about mental health, all about what I've gone through in my life that has made me be a big advocate for mental health and just mental health in general. So I'm very excited to get into this episode. Let me preface this by saying that I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I do have a little cough. So I'm going to try my best to do this episode as clear and as enunciated as possible, but I have a little tickle in my throat, so I'm going to try my hardest. But before we get into our episode, let's go ahead and get our social medias out of the way just so you can stay connected for all the goings on in the Lucky Girl's life and the Lucky Girl podcast. So if you want to follow the Instagram for the Lucky Girl podcast, it's going to be at Lucky Girl Pod. That's L U C K Y G I R L P O D, Lucky Girl Pod. If you want to follow my personal Instagram, my YouTube channel, my TikTok, my Pinterest, they all have the same handle. It is going to be at Lexi G Prieto. That's L E X I G P R I E T O. And if you feel too lazy to search up on every single platform on my Instagram, I do have a link to my beacons. So it is where all of my social medias are. So if you go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio, it'll go straight to where all my social medias are and you can follow them straight from there, which is pretty cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the lucky girl segments for the week. I am very, very excited to talk about this And if you're new here and you don't know why we do the Lucky Girl segments, I will tell you. (laughs) So we do the Lucky Girl segments kind of just as a gratitude practice, as well as just a way to catch up. Because one thing that I want to make sure is that I'm not just a voice on your speakers and that we actually are friends and, you know, we build this community and you guys get to know me more. Because if it was just straight into the podcast episode of like, this is anxiety. This is this is this episode, like whatever. Then I feel like you guys really wouldn't get to know me like that. And I, I adore the relationship and, you know, the community that we're building. And I'm so grateful for it. I love you guys so much. You guys have no idea how grateful I am for you guys. And I love this is off topic, but I love seeing where you guys are from. So my analytics show that we have a little bit of UK lucky girls, which is so cool. We have a couple different countries. We have a lot of US lucky girls. So hi, if you're here, a lot of California girls. Um, But this is just really, really exciting. And I love seeing where you guys are from. So I guess the lucky girl question that I am asking for this 
this episode and I will put it if you listen to Spotify at the very bottom of the episode. There's always a question. So I will put it as the question. Unfortunately, Apple Podcasts does not do that, but I will put it on the story too if that helps. But I want to know how you found the podcast, whether it's from a friend, whether it was from a like a mention or it just, you just happened upon it one day and you really liked it and you are continuously listening to it. Tell me how you found the podcast. I'm very, very curious. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the Lucky Girl segments of the week. To start off, let's get into our weekly recap. I've spent a lot of this week in an up and down type of mood. So I will either feel on top of the world or I'll feel incredibly anxious. And it was really kind of a hard week for me, I think, but a lot of good happened and I'll get into that. But I spent a lot of this week envisioning my success, envisioning my future. And every time I was anxious or I was scared and I felt like, you know, I felt like my mental health was going downhill, I would take a moment and ground and envision my future. And something that I've been thinking about a lot is when things happen in life, when, you know, situations, whatever, and you're just hurt or you're angry or whatever it may be, taking a second and asking, what is the lesson in this? What am I learning from this? You know, because the universe doesn't just do things to do things. There's always a reasoning behind it. So what's the reason in this? Um, I spent a lot of this week asking myself that, you know, when something happens, I'll ask myself, what's the reason? What's the lesson? And I feel like I've found the lesson and I'm really proud of myself. And me and my good friend Kaz, we have been, you know, kind of bouncing off each other in, you know, how we're healing in different situations that we've been going through. And we just asked each other the question, like, what is the lesson in this? And it was kind of hard to answer at first and we were both kind of just stuck there, but I, I feel like I found my answer and I just, I think that everything in life is to help you grow and to make you a better person. So I'm very happy of that. I found my answer and I've been envisioning this success and, you know, forgiveness and moving on from situations and, you know, becoming better for it and growing and just continuously becoming a better person. So that's what I've been doing this week. I also went to Disneyland with my friend Kaz and I bought Disney merch. And I, if you know me, you know, I am not one to love Disneyland. I'm not a great big fan of amusement parks just because they're kind of everything that I hate. Um, I don't like long lines. I don't like the heat, you know, screaming kids in my ear and like just everything is just not my favorite part of the of life but I went with my friend and we actually had a lot of fun I had so much fun if you've ever been to Disneyland more narrowly Disney California Adventure they have a animators academy I think that's what it's called and animation animation academy and it's where you learn how to draw Disney characters and if you know me you know I have no creative capabilities when it comes to drawing or like, you know, things like that. I feel my creative capabilities are really 
autonomous. Like it's on, it's what I can do. You know, it's my voice or it's like my mind. I, when you ask me to draw, I promise you it will never look good. So that is not my forte, but I've been learning lately to do things, not because I'm good at them, but because they're fun and it's okay if you're not good at them. And that is kind of uh, kind of getting into anxiety, which we will get way more into. And I will talk more about that, how I feel towards that. But I did it just for fun. And I did it knowing, uh, going in knowing that I'd be bad at it. We drew Mike Wazowski, which is literally all circles. And <laughs> I still somehow butchered it. And he looked very wonky. But it was so much fun. I have been thoroughly enjoying spending time with my friends and you know finding that happiness you know for me personally going back to the end of last year I was in a really dark place I was really going through a lot and I was really really sad and now when I look back on those times I can see like the shining beacons of spending time with my friends and the silly things we'd do and literally just like crying on her shoulder and just you know anything and it just makes me incredibly grateful for the people in my life and it makes me just I it makes me feel genuinely like the luckiest girl in the world to have the people in my life that I do have and I just they're all I need and I'm just very very grateful for it. We also built Legos and <laughs> once again, if you know me, you know that I'm not good at stuff like that. I, you know, I am in no way an architect or builder. I'm so bad at Legos. Um, we built the roses, the rose bouquet and I, at least, okay, let me backtrack. At least I thought I wasn't going to be good at it because first of all, there are no instructions. It's all pictures. And that is not how my brain works. And I was like, when I first saw the little pamphlet that they give you for like how to put the flowers together, how to put the Legos together, I was like, there is no way I am going to be able to do this. Not a single way that I am going to just excel at this, right? But I was like, okay, it's something new. I've never built Legos before, so I honestly don't know if I was good or bad. Um, it was just an assumption that I had that I was going to be bad at it. And we sit down. She puts a timer on her phone. And we end up completing the bouquet of roses. It was 12, 6, 16 flowers. 16. And <laughs> I built 12 out of the 16 flowers she built the other four <laughs> and I ended up being really good at it I ended up having so much fun too and I was like okay maybe I do like Legos and it was just a really fun time and I that's just proof that sometimes you got to try new things even if you have said before that you would never um, Legos is such a small thing, but it was so much fun. And I genuinely like, it took us two hours, by the way. And it was just the best time ever. We were just, we were struggling, but it was so fun. So that was my week. I had a lot of fun with my friends this week. And, you know, I also had a lot of fun with myself, you know, working on myself. Um, so it's just been really, really good. 
Moving on to the lucky girl obsessions of the week. You know I have two. So first, to start off with, we are gonna say hit workouts. Now, says no one ever that they're obsessed with hit workouts because they suck. <laughs> they hurt so bad. If you don't know what a hit workout is, it is a high intensity interval training. So things like burpees. If you don't know what a burpee is, it's a multi, it's multiple exercises in one. So it's a jump squat into a plank, into a push up, back into a jump squat. And HIIT workouts are basically a mix of cardio and of, you know, muscle movement. So I have been really into HIIT workouts and I my split lately is what I've been doing. I've been doing cardio, so I'll do spin or running on the treadmill for 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'll jump right into a HIIT workout. So depending on what I really want to focus on, I'll either do jump squats, um, side lunges, suicide drills, like whatever it is. Um, and honestly, it feels so good afterwards. You will be genuinely dripping in sweat. You will feel like you're dying, but it feels so good. And it really just like brightens my day. It is definitely a way to release endorphins. And it was, it's just, I've been so obsessed with them lately. I've been going to the gym about five times a week lately. I've just been really good and not good. I've just been really excited to get back into the gym and I've really found like my happy place. I found my rhythm back in it. And I don't know if I've ever talked to you guys about this, but one of my goals in life is to be a personal trainer or just to get personal trainer certified, to be honest. Like I don't want to be a personal trainer to anybody. I just want to learn more about why we do the things we do. I want to learn more about nutrition. I want to learn more about, you know, body movement, muscle, muscle groups, like things like that. So I have been really interested in getting my certification. So that's why I've been working out so much. I've been in the gym a lot. I've been researching a lot and it has been feeling really, really good. I've been feeling kind of on top of my game and just my endorphins have been way high and I've been really, really happy. And the second lucky girl obsession that I wrote it's a little weird one. It's kind of abstract, but I like what I wrote was timeless timelines. Um, so let me explain that because it doesn't really make sense. I like the knowledge that nothing is known for a hundred percent in the future. That used to terrify me. And that was one of the main sources of anxiety that I used to have was the fear of the future. Essentially, I was so scared that I would never be able to live up to what I've always dreamed of. I'll never be able to create my dream reality. I was so scared of that. Now I find it so thrilling to know that nothing is known, that tomorrow something can change and alter my life forever, that in a week, you know, somebody can pick up the podcast and the podcast just start doing amazing, whatever it may be. You know, I, I love knowing that nothing is known. And as a control freak, that gives me the shivers to know that I'm giving up control, but it also feels very, very healing in 
letting go of that control. And that's also what my life has been looking like a lot lately is giving up control. And we'll get more into that when I talk about my anxiety. But I have just been really, really grateful for the future and the unknown. And, you know, you can never truly 100% know anything. And that's a gift. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Moving on to the what has made me feel lucky this week. I have two. The first one, if you guys have listened to the podcast, if you guys are avid, avid, if you guys are avid listeners, you guys know I have a friend named Avery and she is one of my best friends. I love her so much. She just recently moved back to California. So I hope you guys are excited and I hope you guys are ready for a lot of Avery content because I am so excited to have her back. So that made me feel so lucky to have my best friend back in the state I live in. And what else has made me feel lucky is the universe. I was writing in my journal about being able to help people grow and being able to move people. And I had said something along the lines like, I feel like sometimes I am the wind where I can push you, I can motivate you, or I can just be something enjoyable, something that, you know, for the podcast specifically, you know, sometimes people listen to the podcast because they want to grow, because they want something from it. Sometimes they listen to the podcast for white noise because they like hearing people talk. Whatever it is, I'll be the winds and I will sit there and I will help you guys either move forward or just be there with you because that's really what this podcast is about. So with that being said, it is time to get into this episode. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lucky girl quote of the week. I am very, very excited for this quote. I, when I heard it, I was like, okay, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And it really shifted my mindset for the week. And it is this worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. With that being said, let's go ahead and get right into episode 33. Spoiler alert, your brain is lying to you. Okay, guys, so for this episode, I, I've i always told you guys that I really want to talk about my anxiety. I really want to be open and share that with you guys. It's a little nerve-wracking because anxiety has been my entire life. Genuinely, I have spent my entire life being anxious. And I, I've just been very, very on edge about talking about it because it is a very touchy subject. And, you know, sometimes talking about mental health is a struggle, but I am very, very big on supporting mental health. And that is something that with this podcast that I want to help teach other people that, Mental health is a priority and working on yourself and bettering yourself and listening to yourself is a priority. I have this vision and I have never told anybody this. Um, I One of my goals in life, my dream is to be on a panel for mental health and to be able to talk about women's mental health and to be able to share my knowledge on that. So I'm really excited for this episode and I am just gonna, I guess, hop right into it. So I have been struggling with anxiety for all of my life 
If you know, you know that I'm the youngest of five. I was raised by a single dad. And in a scenario like that, I just truthfully feel like there wasn't enough attention to go around within my family. And me being the youngest, me also being inherently independent, I never felt like I got the, I guess, recognition is not the right word, but I never got the attention that a child needed, that a child deserves. And I spent a lot of my childhood really being anxious about situations, me being anxious about, will they even notice if I'm gone? You know, will they, you know, if I did something, would they know? Because a lot of the time I felt like I was in the shadows. I felt like I was just not really noticed. And, and then the way my family is, and I, I love my family, but we are a very joking type of family, you know, and sometimes jokes really hurt and sometimes they're, you know, negative. And literally from a young age, I have been very sensitive and I hated when people made jokes at my expense, which is so normal. And, you know, no matter how old you are, if someone makes a joke at your expense, whether it's family or friends, you have a right to be like, hey, that's not okay. And I remember from such a young age, being pretty much the only one in my family being like, I don't like when you guys joke. I, it's not funny to me. It hurts my feelings. And I would always be told that I'm dramatic, that I'm, you know, I'm being too much. I'm overreactive, whatever it was. And that was a constant source of anxiety for me. It started with me thinking, well, why am I so different from the rest of my family that they're able to joke and, you know, let it roll off their back and let it not hurt them or affect them. But the second somebody makes a joke to me, it hurts. And I, even at a young age, I was like, I don't know why it hurts because at a young age, you really don't know what, in, what insecurities or anxiety is. So I was like, I just didn't understand. And I remember thinking at such a young age, why is it that my family is the one, the people that are meanest to me? And I was so hurt by this and they never did it out of malice. They never did it because, you know, they hate me. It was just the way my family is. It's just the way they joke. Um, that doesn't mean that it's okay. And that doesn't mean that if you're uncomfortable with it, you just don't say anything. But I remember being very anxious about not saying things because I would always be called overdramatic. I would always be told that, you know, it's just, I'm being too much essentially. And that really hurt me. And that was the first time I ever realized that I had anxiety because I was incredibly anxious to just talk around my family, to just be there when we were having family time because I was so scared and on edge that somebody would make a joke at my expense and it would hurt me. You know, I also grew up incredibly poor. I grew up, you know, without a, a mom in my life. I grew up with all of my siblings and you know I don't want to say we had a bad childhood but we definitely had a very very hard childhood and that bred a lot of insecurities in my life because you know we couldn't always afford things we couldn't afford new clothes every year we couldn't afford you know like even down to like school supplies we couldn't always afford it and our teachers provided that for us and I just remember feeling so anxious and you know at a young age you learn that people's perceptions of you are are 
you know, when you're young, you think that it's all that matters. So being from a family that does not have money and, you know, being the youngest of five and having people having expectations of you from your siblings, I was so anxious of what people thought of me. The first time I think I ever thought about that was like second or third grade, which makes me really sad because, you know, kids shouldn't have to be feeling anxious and kids should literally just be thinking about when they're going to be able to play next, why like their schoolwork. And that's pretty much it. So it makes me really sad to know that I was so anxious at a young age, but that's okay. Um, I, most of my adolescence, like being a little kid, I was incredibly anxious of losing friends and people thinking that I'm too much. And, you know, those puzzle pieces connected of having negative words said to me and, you know, my dad saying that I'm too much or I'm overdramatic. That puzzle piece connected to now me being a kid and thinking, what if I'm too much for my friends? What if I'm too much for my teachers? What if they hate me? And when I was a kid, I was a very, very chatty girl. You know, I I was very outgoing. That's how I've always been. I've always been very naturally outgoing. And so I understand that sometimes teachers hate that. And sometimes teachers don't want you to like be talking and it's justified not don't talk when your teacher is talking. But I think that for a lot of my life, I have always been made to feel bad for being outgoing. And I have always been so scared that who I am as a person, who I am to my core, is too much for people. And that's something that, that word too much, those words too much have haunted me for all of my life. And I have just been so scared of that. So moving on to, you know, when I was a teenager, I, we moved to a completely different state across the country. We moved to Florida and it was in the middle of the school year, this small town where everybody knew everybody. And we were walking in like strangers to everybody. And I remember being so anxious of what people thought of me. I remember thinking, these people don't know who I am. I could change myself if I wanted to. This is, you know, me and I was 10, 11 of thinking I can change myself if I want to. I can become a different person, you know, and then I spent all of my, you know, teenage years over there in Florida and I made some great friends, friends that valued me, friends that, you know, loved that I was outgoing, friends that understood that my anxiety is something that I carry with me all the time, you know, and sometimes I'm really good at, you know, dealing with it and caring for it almost. And I think this is something that is really beautiful. I personify my anxiety and this is a self, like a shadow work thing that I have felt that has helped me and is to personify your anxiety. So for me, how I imagine my anxiety is the exact opposite of how it would feel. So in my head, it is this almost like this is like cir- circular, fluffy yellow ball. And, you know, he has eyes. It's just, it's just a really, really cute little like monster, I guess. 
And whenever I'm feeling incredibly anxious, I'll take a deep breath. It's almost like a meditating practice too. I'll take a deep breath. I'll think of that little yellow anxiety ball and I will ask myself, what am I feeling? Why am I anxious? So I'd basically just ask, sit with myself and try to figure out why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And that's been very, very helpful for me. So I remember doing this when I was a teenager. Um, I remember just thinking to my anxiety, why am I feeling this? You know, because it's really easy to be overwhelmed with anxiety and just be like, I'm anxious. I'm an anxious person. That's the reason. For the most part, anxiety lives within you. And I understand that. But we have triggers. And that word is something that when I had heard that you you live with anxiety, but you have triggers that bring it out. I was like, okay, well, it's time to figure out my triggers. It's time to figure out why I become so anxious. And I have multiple triggers. The first one is other people, you know, (laughs) that sounds funny. I'm just being like, other people are my triggers, but it's other people's perceptions of me and how other people think of me. And that is something I've struggled with a lot of my life of caring too much about other people and not enough about myself. And I'm really proud to say that that trigger is something that I'm genuinely working on. And I'm, I don't want to say I'm growing past it, but I'm growing and I'm learning how to change that trigger to be something validating, to no longer be a trigger of anxiety, but be a trigger of joy. And instead of caring of what other people think, caring of what I think and valuing what I think of myself. And I'm really proud to say that I've been really working on that. Another trigger that I have has always, and this is so funny because I was talking about it as a lucky girl obsession, but a trigger I have always had has been my future. It has been the unknown of my future and not knowing what's happening tomorrow, not knowing what's happening in a year, not knowing if I'm ever going to reach my goals or my dreams. I was always so scared of that. But now I have the knowledge that as long as I keep working, as long as I never give up, as long as I give it my all, my dreams are going to come true. I don't know when. I don't have the timeline. It's a timeless timeline. But I know that it's going to happen. And, you know, it's the same in situations. When you go through things with people and you kind of never get that closure and you just keep thinking, what if they come back? You know, when is it going to happen? What's going to happen within the relationship, within the friendship, whatever it may be. And it's having that peace in knowing that that anxiety will get you nowhere because you will never know the answer to it until it happens. So instead of sitting there and worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying, take a deep breath and remember that you are a bright light in this universe. And if they are meant to come back, they will come back. But nothing you do is going to affect the timeline of your life. You know, the universe has everything already set up. So nothing you do is going to affect it. Nothing is going to be a curveball in your life because what's meant to be is what's meant to be. So really just working through the anxiety of the future of like the unknown. And I know I have controlling tendencies as well. So this this is what I wanted to talk about in the weekly recap. I have been like the universe has been throwing things at me that are out of my control. 
and just telling me, hey, it's time for you to be comfortable with things that are out of your control because you cannot control everything. And I've been really learning that and it has been incredibly hard because if you are a control freak, you know how much you value control and losing that control is incredibly terrifying at first and incredibly freeing in the end. So that's really what I've been thinking about. And that's kind of where I'm at with my journey with anxiety right now. You know, I know the things that happened in my past. I know things that have happened just in life in general within the past six, seven months. My anxiety was like skyrocketing. And, you know, it was from the situation that I went through. I was just feeling a lot, a lot of what was happening was triggering my anxiety, you know, feeling like I was too much, you know you know, having anxiety of like, what's happening next? It was triggering all of it. And it was almost like, you know, like a flashbang, like things just happened all at once. And it was like, I was blinded. But where I'm at now is I'm trying to rewrite the triggers from being, I care too much about what people think. You know, I'm scared of the future. I, I don't want people to dislike me, whatever it may be. I'm rewriting those to be, I am not too much. And I know I'm not too much. And if I'm too much for you, then you are not the right person to be in my life because who I am is the key to my success. And I mean that in jobs, in relationships, in friendships, who I am is the key to that. The key to finding people that value me is to be who I really am. You know, when it comes to the future of unknowing, that's a gift of not knowing. I'm not going to spend my days worrying and, you know, drowning in anxiety because I don't know what's happening next. That's a gift because what if it's better than I could ever imagine? You know, our brains as humans know nothing compared to the universal plan, you know? So that's so exciting to know that caring about what people think of me. Why should I care what they think of me when I know myself, when I know that I am a kind passionate, funny, incredible friend, amazing, successful businesswoman, whatever it may be. Why should I care about what they think? You know, their perception of me is completely clouded by the internal biases that they have of themselves. So if someone thinks, oh, she's too much, that's probably because you aren't comfortable with being yourself and you see somebody being themselves, and you think your internal alarm goes ding, ding, ding. And you get scared because you're like, wait, like this is something that I've been subcon or yeah, subconsciously telling myself to hate about myself that they're doing so freely. And it's just like your alarm goes off and you're like, how dare they? And I, I know this firsthand. I've worked with somebody who is so authentically themselves. And when I first met them, I was like, I hate them. I don't like them at all without knowing anything about them. I was just immediately like, I don't like them. And then I got to know them and I got to know that they're a great person and they're really cool. And I had asked myself, like, why did I not like them in the beginning? And it was because they were so uncaring of what other people thought of them. And that is something I've struggled with my entire life. And my alarm went ding, ding, ding. And I got scared. And I was like, how could they be able to do something that I've subconsciously taught myself to hate about me? And that is when you realize that your brain is lying to you. Your brain is lying to you because everything goes through a filter in your brain. Absolutely everything. 
subconscious biases, life experiences, what other people have told you about yourself, the lies you've told yourself about yourself. They're, the truth is going through all of these filters and getting warped and getting changed and becoming something that's almost untruthful. So next time you are feeling bad about yourself or you're feeling anxious, whatever it may be, take a second, ask yourself, what triggered my anxiety? You figure out what triggered your anxiety. What can we do to alter that? Now, moving on from be my anxiety, I want to talk about ways to help with anxiety. And like I said, I am not a professional. I am just a 21-year-old girl that has a podcast, but I I think this is what I have found that has helped my anxiety so much. And when I'm having an anxiety attack or I'm just feeling very, very anxious in a day, this is what has helped me. Journaling. Journaling has changed my life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I have been journaling for the past four years since I moved to California. And I have seen the growth within the writing of what I've been going through in life. And yes, each year, what I go through gets harder, but that's because I get stronger and the universe tells me that I am more capable. And this is off topic, but I really wanted to share this with you. If you're ever feeling anxious or, you know, angry at the universe as to why things keep happening to you. I was talking to my sister the other day and I was being very one track mind. And I was just like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of things happening to me. It's like one after the other. I'm exhausted. I'm tired, whatever. And she goes, Lexi, she stops me. She goes, Lexi, the things you are going through is to help you grow. The universe never, ever, 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 ever gives you things that you cannot handle. The things you go through might be harder because your calling is higher. And that is something that I will take with me for the rest of my life. The things you go through might be harder because your calling is higher because you are meant to work through these things because you are capable of it. That somebody else, if they had the exact same life that you lived and they were given something, you know, would they be able to handle it? Or if not even that, if they had a different life than you lived and they were thrown what you were thrown, they would not be able to handle that. But it's because of who you are, what you've gone through in life, how it's made you stronger. It's almost like everything you go through, a piece of armor gets put on you. So the next time you go through something, you're a little bit stronger. You have that armor, you have that protection. And, you know, it's really easy to fall into that pit of anxiety of being like, why is my life like this? Why am I going through this? I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I just want my life to be easy. And then you realize What you're going through might be harder because your calling is higher. And that means that your success will be that much sweeter. And what you fight for and you will achieve will be that much kinder to you. And it'll be something that you achieved. Not that that was just given to you. You achieved it. It's yours wholeheartedly. It's yours. And that is the biggest gift. Talking it out, being present in the moment. That is a big thing for me. Lately, I've been really grounding myself and taking deep breaths at any point you feel as if you can't take a deep breath in life then you need to slow down and refocus on what you're doing you know there's been times in life in my job or whatever when I've just been go 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 and then I realized that 
I have not been attentive to my breath, you know? And I was thinking this as I was going to sleep last night, how beautiful it is that air, which is free and everywhere, is the lifeline to who we are. So remember to be grateful for that. Remember to be grateful for your breath and to take a deep breath. So if you haven't taken a deep breath this entire episode, I am going to ask you right now to take a deep breath with me. So we are going to breathe in for three counts and breathe out for three counts. Are you ready? One, two, three. Breathe in. And breathe out. I hope that was ASMR for you guys. But also, I'm kind of getting sick, so that was probably terrible. But I want to remind you to continue breathing. Pay attention to your breathing. Being present in the moment. Being mindful of everything you do. Breathing. What you're looking at. You know, what you're doing right now. If you find yourself just mindlessly scrolling and, you know, just think, what can I be doing that'll help me better myself other than just mindlessly scrolling, which I will say balance. Life is a balance. And sometimes mindlessly scrolling is what will help you better your life because it's just shutting off your brain. But take the time to really think of what you're doing in your life. And when you're present in the moment, your understanding of in the moment, what triggers your anxiety. So if you're just paying attention to what's happening, you will start to understand what your triggers are. The last one that I feel is so important to help soothe anxiety is if someone upsets your nervous system, if someone makes you feel anxious, angry, sad, you have to let them go. And this this is something that was really, 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 really hard for me. You know, you guys know my life story and you know, I've talked about it many times on the podcast. I have spent quite long in my life having anxiety over people, you know, people leaving, people not loving me, whatever it may be. I had just realized this year, genuinely within January, I had realized that if they upset my nervous system, if they don't make me feel safe, they don't make me feel calm. Every time I think about them, every time I see them, it makes me anxious, then they they can't be in my life. They're not meant to be in my life. Because what you deserve, not only as a lucky girl, but as a human period, is to feel safe, to feel secured, to not feel anxious, to not have someone that constantly makes you anxious. You just have to let them go. And that's another practice that is going to take quite some time. But you deserve it. You deserve to feel that calm and that safety. Alrighty, guys. With that being said, that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love being able to talk to you guys about stuff like this. And I love being able to share my experiences with you. You guys make me feel so safe. And I'm very, very happy to have you guys in my life and have the podcast as a practice for you know, soothing my anxiety as well. So I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have the best week ever. Make sure you're leaving a five-star rate and review on the podcast and sharing it with your friends so everyone can be a lucky girl. Have the best week. I will see you next Wednesday for another episode. And remember to always, always, always stay lucky.